it's Marilyn Aloria, and welcome to Who Can It Be Now, the podcast. This is going to be an interview episode with Sandra DeFreitas, which you're truly going to enjoy. But before I do that, I always like to share some stories and give you some teaching moments. And also, I want to remind you to rate, share, subscribe, and I don't know, whatever else you can do with this podcast, please do it. It would be really great. I would love it. Also, if there's anything that you would love for me to cover, I'd love for you to email me at info at who can it be now podcast.com. That's info at who can it be now podcast.com. And um, if it's something I can teach, I'll be happy to teach it. So this is an interesting time in my life and maybe in your life when you're listening to this, probably. And I'm finding myself in a period of time where I'm so committed to change. And I was reviewing my goals this morning and I was looking at where I was at with them and what I needed to do in order to grow, expand, and really shift my life. Um, And, you know, for the most part, I'm on track with them, but I just feel like I need to accelerate it. I had an interesting experience this weekend and I've just been having an interesting time in my life where I'm kind of delving deeper into my own um, trauma, my own life experiences, recognizing how they have affected me, and really choosing to live from a different place, a different point of view, and have a different experience. So I don't know if many of you or any of you are experiencing where you're like, oh, geez, man, things have got to change. And then when you sit in that experience, it's what do you need to do to make that change? And this weekend, I was watching the final episode to Mayor of Easttown, and it brought me back to a time in my life where I was acting. So I had recently left NBC, um, and I left TV, and I decided to pursue a career in acting. And I, so I gave up all my television um, jobs <laughs> that were being offered to me. And I said, that's it. I'm going to become an actress. And I went and did a showcase. And the reason why I bring up Mayor of Easttown is because Julianne Nicholson, who was the co-star in that um, show, was in the showcase with me. So that what a showcase is, it's like 11 actors get together and they perform little pieces of a play um, in front of an audience, mostly casting directors, agents, and, you know, your friends and family and things like that, too. So I had done one of these showcases before and it was very successful and a lot of fun. And we decided to put one on again. And Julianne was in that one. And it just made me think of her. She was a very, very sweet person. So kudos to her for her success and everything. She was always very nice. Can't say that about all of those actors, but she was very nice. So we had picked a scene and I was in with uh, a scene with two guys. And like I said, there was 11 of us doing the showcase and we had four different scenes and I was doing a scene with two guys and uh, we couldn't find one that really was good for all three of us. And we finally found one and we put on the showcase and invited people. And it was to a packed house. It was very industry driven. It was if there's any opportunity, that was the opportunity. And I bombed. I was awful. It was the worst piece for me to do. It was horrendous. It was really hard experience. I remember my acting coach, Sheila Gray, she was in, watched it. And afterwards she was very honest and she was like, Ooh, not that good. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I'm crying. And I'm like, I just gave up my career. How could, what am I going to do? I can't do this. It was such a devastating experience. 
And I remember going out to dinner with one of my friends who came to see me and sitting in the diner and just like with my head on the table, like, what the F am I going to do? And I don't remember exactly what she said to me, but she definitely encouraged me to continue on. And I'm so glad I did because it was one of those moments that was a character building moment. You know, you're like, you just walked away from your whole career and decided to do something and then bombed horribly. And I don't remember what she said, but it was basically like, you're not going to give up just because of this one experience. It does not matter. And I remember just going home and being like, she's right. I'm not going to give up. And I think I went for an acting lesson the next day and I did better the next night. And then the third night I bombed again and then it was over and it was like, whatever. And then I continued to pursue acting. And that's when I got the lead in Tony and Tina's wedding and started getting independent films and stuff like that. So it did work out for the most part until I decided it didn't work out anymore. But the reason why I bring this all up to you is because we find in different moments of our lives that we're at um, a crossroads. And what I have found in my life is I didn't really, I wasn't really raised with a lot of encouragement in um, uh, people speaking greatness into my heart and soul. And of course, there were moments of that because um, I can't say that it didn't exist at all. But it just makes me think to, I was talking to one of my closest friends this weekend and I was like, could you imagine what we would have been had we been raised in families and situations where people were just telling us how great we were and really helping us to believe in ourselves because we both did really well and we're still doing really well. And I'm like, I can't even imagine what our lives would have been like, but I can't sit there in regret or, and I don't, I don't sit there and go, I wish this, I wish that because it's not the case. The case is it wasn't there for me. I wasn't really being um, built up self-esteem wise and confidence wise. And I had to find it on my own, which I did. So why am I telling you all of this right now? Well, because I really noticed that the techniques and the tools that I teach are the things that have really gotten me through my experiences and gotten me through my life and have allowed me to grow, to expand, to take risks, to um, encourage myself, to pick myself up when I fall, and to really decide that I deserve better when I'm feeling like things aren't going that great. Or to keep dreaming and to go after my dreams and to believe in myself. So I share all of this with you because you may be at a point in your life where you're like, mm, things aren't working out the way I thought, or I'm really gonna take that risk and I'm not sure if I have all the tools and the techniques that I need to take that risk, or, oh man, there's gotta be something better than this. Ever have those moments? So we're doing, we're getting ready to do the SAS experience again. And if you're interested in joining, you can go to joinsass.com and really um, join us there. It's a really incredible experience. We've done it a few times now and people just are blown away by it. But I wanna take you through the SAS pillars, which I'm sure I've taken you through before. But I wanna give you a little quick tool to help, you know, carry you through, help you to dream bigger, help you to believe in yourself, help you to own your dreams and, and really align with your soul and live your life from there. I know for me personally, I woke up this morning and um, mornings are rough. So one of the first things we teach in, uh, I teach in the SAS experience and also in Soul Finder Academy is subconscious thinking. That's the first S. And the first thing you want to do when you wake up in the morning is really start talking to yourself in a loving way. Even if you had like 
a horrible night the night before or you know a night where you went like went out and got drunk and did something stupid or i don't you know whatever i've had i had many of those nights when i was growing up so i would wake up in the morning like what the f did i do <laughs> you know so um that's the perfect moment to start you know acknowledging if you have to shift something but also loving yourself through the shift you can't change your shift if you're beating yourself up so i suggest when you wake up in the morning to start really saying wonderful things to yourself have a piece of paper by your bed with 10 things that you love about yourself written on them. It's very hard to do. Some people have a really hard time writing things that they love about themselves. And read it, recite it every morning. And you will notice that before your feet hit the floor, your energy will shift. You'll also notice what my students notice a lot is, wow, they were doing a number on themselves in the morning before, and they didn't even realize it. They weren't even conscious. Change happens when you become conscious. So that's the first S. The second um, letter in SAS is A, and that's alignment with your soul. And here's where I want to invite you to pay attention to your day and rate your events of the day from one to 10, one being the least fun and 10 being the most fun. And notice what is a seven to 10. And that is telling you what's in alignment with your soul. So it could be simple things like, um, you know, if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you see that I run into an owl or a, a mother deer with her little baby deers nursing on her. Like, like I get so much nature here. It's incredible. Those are all 10 plus moments to me. Those are moments that remind me why I'm here, who I am, and they just, my soul lights up. So I align with my soul right away. They could be a moment where you're talking to someone you love and you're just feeling that the love between the two of you, or it could be a moment where you're hugging your dog or you're um, making a delicious meal and sitting down to eat it. Or last night, I actually bought a puzzle because I'm so bored with TV. Ugh. I like I actually gave up my Netflix subscription. People are like, I don't know anybody who gave up Netflix. I'm like, well, I did. Nothing against Netflix. I think Netflix is amazing, but I wanted to take a little break. And I got a puzzle. And of course, it's a scene of Halloween because I love Halloween. And I started playing with it last night and it was so much fun. It's just little simple things like that that remind me who I am and remind me who I am and just help me align with my soul and light up my light. And when you light up your light, the universe knows how to respond to that. Which brings us to the next, uh, the S in SAS, the second S, which is soul ignition. And that's doing the things that ignite the light in your soul, turning up that light. We sometimes think that we have to wait for somebody outside of us or some experience outside of us to ignite that light. And it's up to us. So if you take those seven to tens and you start doing them every day, you're going to ignite the light in your soul. And then what happens then, the last S is synchronicity. The universe knows what you want. They're not confused anymore because so many times we're walking around with the unconscious thinking. We're not in alignment with our souls. We're going to a job that we hate. Um, can't say this about myself anymore because I love my business. You're not igniting the light in your soul. Instead, you're focusing on the things that aren't going right. And then the universe is like, wow, she... He really likes, you know, suffering like that. So we're going to give him some more of that. That's the synchronicity. So you want to take control more than you think. And you want to work with your subconscious thinking. Continue to align with your soul. Light that mother up. <laughs> For a better way of saying that. Light your soul up. I should be more spiritual, shouldn't I? And then just watch the synchronicity happen. And the thing I teach about synchronicity is 
Synchronicity isn't always the incredible, amazing, glorious uh, opportunities. They're, they're the moments where things happen that were like, ooh, why'd that happen? And the universe is just synchronizing with you and teaching you something and helping you to grow. I call them character building moments so that you're ready for the opportunity. So synchronicity could be the moment where you decide to do something. You're like, ooh, that wasn't that much fun. But you're conscious of it. You're recognizing that experience wasn't aligned with your soul. You're noticing it didn't light up your soul. So synchronicity just taught you a great lesson about yourself. So synchronicity is the way that you want to be really communicating with the world and the universe and living because it's a real beautiful um, weaving of your own personal creative mag magical web. I call it your own symphony, your own musical number that it, you're just creating with the universe. So if you'd like to join us in Join SAS, uh, just go to joinsass.com and come join us. Um, it doesn't matter when you're listening to this. I would go to join SAS because if we're not doing it, there's going to be a wait list for it. And, uh, and or there'll be something else on that page. So, you know, go check it out. And now you're going to listen to an incredible interview with Sandra DeFreitas. I met Sandra DeFreitas through um, Tribe. It's a, a membership program that I did with Stu McLaren. And I hired Sandra to help me. You know, we just, uh, we do, I have membership for your soul, right? Um, and she helped me do a launch, which is a business terminology, if you guys don't know it, where you're launching the product. So you're, you know, giving people things to test and, and then you're opening cart and people purchase and join. And Sandra and I, she was great to work with. She was a coach for me and we had really successful launches with her. And she teaches people how to run really successful Facebook groups. Now, let me say this right away. This may not be of interest to you. And I can tell you that I would give it a listen because some of the best things I've learned was listening to interviews from things that were out of my wheelhouse. And then I learned something or it opened up some creative channel inside of me. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's amazing. I never thought of that. Like when I started studying marketing and business and sales with people that you wouldn't necessarily put on the spectrum of spiritual my whole creative life opened up because I was learning things that were not in my wheelhouse. I found them exciting and interesting. I was using different like thinking processes and all of a sudden all the creativity was flooding through me. So Sandra is a wonderful person and you may hear something in this uh, interview that is really beneficial to you. Um, so give it a listen and you'll learn more about her in the interview. Thank you so much, everyone. And I will be talking to you soon. Remember to rate, subscribe, review this podcast and share it. And also anything you want me to talk about or teach, as long as it's my expertise, um, or I can bring on a guest teacher, please email us at info at who can it be now podcast.com info at who can it be now podcast.com. Thank you so much and have a great day or night when you're listening to this. Hi, everyone. Super excited to bring you Sandra into this beautiful, beautiful group. So what we do, these are our membership uh, teachers that are doing special uh, courses for us. There's so much more than that. And so what I've decided to do is start inviting my community on my business page to get to meet them. And then we're also looking to turn some of these into podcasts as long as everything is, you know, a-okay technology wise. So I want to tell you about Sandra and then we're going to just dive in and then I'll check on the Facebook page, see what's happening. 
But um, I, I first have to give you a personal experience about Santa and Freitas. And I'm super excited that she's like coming into membership and doing a course for us. She is somebody that I've hired myself as a business coach. When I've done different types of launches, those are things that you do in business to, you know, bring leads into your, your experience. So they know what you're selling and then they buy your product. And I had super successful um, launches with Sandra by my side. And we also had a lot of fun. We laughed our butts off. Yeah, we did. So, <laughs> that was great. So she's teaching a course and we want to teach all of you because some of you are growing businesses, uh, Facebook group foundations, engagement and growth. And she has now become an expert in this field. And Facebook groups are such an amazing way in order to grow a community, to get known, get seen. And also then to give people a taste of what you do, but she's the expert on not. So I'm going to have her talk, tell you, but I want to read her bio to all of you and tell you where you can find out about her because I'm a huge fan of hers. And I think anybody who gets the opportunity to work with Sandra is going to be really blessed and lucky. So Sandra DeFreitas is a community expert who helps entrepreneurs grow, engage, and monetize their Facebook groups. She has her hands in over 300 Facebook groups. <laughs> I believe it. Been part of six and seven figure launches and been an online entrepreneur for 16 years. She's known for her comedic personality. I will agree. <laughs> a love of, her love of coffee. We share that in common. And her compassion for entrepreneurs. And she has the cutest friggin' dog that shows up to meetings. You can read more about her at engagedgroups.com. And I'll make sure that that is in the Facebook post, as well as everybody in membership will get that. Engagedgroups.com. Welcome, Sandra. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's good to be interviewed by someone who has like a personal experience with me, right? Like it just makes the conversation, the bio, the pre-bio reading, all that really just more connected, right? So. Yeah. And the only reason why I'm looking away at my phone is because yeah. with Zoom, it's hard to read the comments on Facebook and I want to engage both communities in here. Yeah. So one of the things that we would love to hear your questions and what you're doing, and Sandra's going to talk about her. But really, truly, I have to say she has such a varied background, which makes it super exciting with what she can offer up to you and what she can do. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, like what you do, and then why engaged groups are now your ex like when you it's like your expertise platform for you. Yeah. Um, so my background is really varied. Um, I am. I started off in computer science in university. I like completed my degree. I was like the only woman that graduated that year. Um, things have changed, thankfully. More women in computer science, which is awesome. Um, and from there, you know, I worked a couple of very boring computer science gigs and I was like, oh, I'm like, my personality is deteriorating in this corporate world. I need to like create my own thing. So I started my own business. I actually became um, kind of like a tech coach. So I was helping people with their online business, um, you know, market it, all the tech tools. So I brought my tech background into that. I also have a coaching background. So I studied to become a coach years ago as well. And so I brought those kind of pieces together and I was helping a lot of online coaches uh, bring their expertise online. Now that was back in the day when there was no social media. It was like teleclasses and your newsletter and maybe some forums every once in a while, right? And so I brought that all together and that was a lot of fun. In the meantime, I was also like building like membership sites for people. I got into WordPress. I wrote a book called, Does This Blog Site Make My Wallet Look Fat? 
um, <laughs> which, you know, WordPress was my thing uh, back then. And then I got in touch with a friend of mine. I, I had my son now in Canada, um, where I'm from, where I live, uh, we, uh, we have one year maternity leave. Now that is very true. If you work for someone else, not so much if you're an entrepreneur, but I was really determined to try to take that year to really bond with my son and just kind of try to be off. Um, so I, I, you know, at first I could not work cause he didn't let me sleep. Um, but then I would work like a couple hours here and there. And I reached out to a friend of mine and I said, look, like I'm on maternity leave. I want to try something new. I want to learn. I love learning. I love like education is one of my values. So, you know, what do you have? Like, can I volunteer for you for a little while? Like what's going on? He said, well, I do have a project in mind for you, but let me come back to you. And it wasn't until a year later that he came back and said, look, I'm starting this course to teach people about membership sites. Um, I don't know where I'm going to need your help, but I'm going to need your expertise because the way that he knew me was he would send people my way when they needed their membership sites built. So we knew each other from that. So he said, you know, can you come and help me launch this baby? So um, I was only supposed to be on the team for three weeks to help launch this course. During that time, I said, why don't we build a Facebook group? Because Facebook had just started um, allowing people to do Facebook Lives. And I said, we can do Facebook Lives in the group. You can answer questions. You can like get to know the community. They can get to know you. Uh, we can post things in there. We can promote in there, et cetera. It's like, well, I don't know. Let me think about it. I go, okay, you think about it. But I'm just letting you know your two best buddies did it. And one got like 600 people. And one got 803. So I think we can beat that. So he came back to me and said, as long as you can run it, let's do it. Because no one else on the team will have the capacity to do it. I'm like, yeah, sure. I've put on plenty of parties. We could do this, right? <laughs> and so we did. And um, in that first two weeks, we brought in 2,800 people into that Facebook group. And then when we closed registration, another 500 people came into the group overnight. Wow. Yes. Now, when we were running this free promotion... Um, and in the, we were running the free group, all of a sudden people who had signed up for the course were like, I'll see you in the paid group. We're like, Oh, the paid group. <laughs> I guess we need a paid group. Will you run that for us? So that's when my three weeks added on like another four months, a month into that. And now Marilyn, that's where I met Marilyn. And then a month into that, I don't know if you remember, but everyone's like, we want a mastermind. We want to get together in person. We want like a, a live event. We want a coaching program. So he came back to me and said, look, I know you were supposed to be here until November 1st. Do you think you can stay on? Because we're going to launch this course again, again in March. And then we're going to do a live event in June. Sure, no problem. So I stuck around. And then it was in June, we're going to launch a coaching program. Will you be the head coach? I was ready to go. And when I left, everyone kept asking me about Facebook groups. Now, it was one of those things where I thought, doesn't everybody know how to do it? Like I learned on my own, doesn't everyone know how to do this? But not everyone does. Like not everyone has like the community aspect, bringing people together, inclusion, all the values and boundaries, et cetera. So I started answering questions and then I did a beta course. Then I um, launched a membership I didn't know I was going to launch. And then <laughs> here I am. So Yeah. And is everything, so this, here's the thing about Sandra that I think is really great. And guys, whether you want a business or not, you may, a lot of times when you go into this kind of like spiritual diving in of learning yourself, you start realizing, wait, I could have a business. 
but then you don't know where to start. Like, cause you, you can't even like wrap your head around it. And so I'm, that's why we're bringing these conversations to my community now, because there's a few reasons I'm going to share in a second, but one that Sandra does really, really well. is She's super creative. So when we got together and we planned out my launch and my Facebook group of all the fun things, she had so much creativity so that it became like a party. It was like an incredible party that her launches. She knows how to do that with people. And you do that a lot. I'm sure in your own membership, I see like how engaged you get people. <laughs> so in my membership, um, so I opened my membership May, 2019 and last year in May and this year in May, I ran, I'm running an Im implementation month. So the whole month, every three days or three times a week, we are posting like an assignment for them to do. So they have to show that they did the assignment, then they get a point. And then at the end of the, and we're doing like leaderboards. And then at the end of the month, I give prizes to the three top people. And then I randomly draw three more prizes. Um, it is a blast. I mean, it's a lot of work on my part, but it is a blast. Uh, actually, the second time around, it's not as much work. I'm doing a lot of like, you know, kind of had this thought already yeah. for a couple months, I was going to do it again. And, but the fun thing is like, you're probably going to laugh at me, but I, and I'll risk it. I don't care to laugh at me, but I thought I was like one of the only comp competitive people out there. So when I put it out there and, you know, the first week that I did it last year, no one was competitive. Like they were getting their points, but they were really like silent about it. And then the second week when I started putting out the leaderboard, it was like, oh, I'm going to get you. Or what points am I missing? How do I get into it? What do I do? What, how do I get back into it? And then by the end, everyone's like, I'm going to get you next time. And like the competitive, but like the friendly competitive star. Yeah, not like the nasty competitive. It's no, the it fun was driving you competition, right? Yes. So like people had gifts of like, I don't know what TV shows where people are like laughing and like, competing with each other but it was really funny so I thought I love this like I actually wanted to be a game show host and I still if I had the opportunity I would be a game show host um but I love being a game show host and this is how I get to be a game show host and have fun within my groups um in my course I do three implementation weeks and the same thing little assignments every day prizes at the end leaderboards people love it I love it so I think, you know, what's the point of having a group if you're not going to have fun? What's the point of anything in business if you're not going to have fun? But I like to treat my Facebook groups like a dinner party at my house, right? Mm -hmm. So if I, if I was having everyone over at my house, well, A, I would like welcome you in. And then I would say, hey, I want you to go here and do this or check out that, right? If you were at my house, it'd be like, please take off your shoes. I'll take your coat. Drinks are down there appetizers there music's over there right like how do you get the party started give people something to do um and but like if a fight broke out in my dinner party I'd have nothing to do with that I'd be like okay who did it who started it what's going on okay you're out that's it like we are not doing this again so I put in those same boundaries and rules in my group like there is no hate of any kind there's no putting anyone down there's no there's no promoting your own stuff in my group. There's no going live in my group. Like there are boundaries that are put in. And so to me, your Facebook group is like a family, but it's like a dinner, a, the family you want to hang out with, as I say. And <laughs> But also um, just having fun in it and making it an experience. Like there are a lot of Facebook groups out there. Why should they choose your Facebook group over another one? 
Totally. There's a, there's a couple of things that Sandra said that's really important is having those boundaries set up in your group makes people feel safe. Because I have similar sound boundaries in my paid programs in the groups and people feel really, really safe. So you want to definitely do a Facebook group the way Sandra has said it to you. I love the dinner party analogy. I've never heard of that. The other thing too, that I want to bring awareness, and we're going to start talking to you guys a bit about having a Facebook group and why it's important. There's a lot of noise out there, right? But mm-hmm. when you do a Facebook group, you get to, Sandra can share all of this, like why it's important for you to do it. And I want to go to your questions. But one thing I want to say real quick, when I was looking to study with people who really knew how to run these things, there's a lot of people out there that masquerade that they know what they're doing and they don't. And I feel what's great about Sandra is she's got an expertise. She's got a track record. People, she's very relatable. She also understands the spiritual community because as a psychic medium, not everybody is willing to work with someone like me and understand me, but yet have the business mind to guide me and help me. Mm -hmm. So Sandra, I'd love for you to share a little bit of like what the benefits are for you and how you can work with different types of, of people in different capacities in order for them to have a really successful group and really stand out amongst the noise. Yeah. So, um, I'm just going to say this point blank. A lot of people think they have to have a giant Facebook group to have, to make a, a difference. You really don't, whether it's a difference in other people's lives or a difference in your, you know, revenue, it, you don't like, I know when we first started working with you, you didn't have like a massive group. Um, if I remember correctly, it was like 300 people or 600 people. And you made, you had like, you had a very successful launch. Mm-hmm. Um, in my launch for my membership, which I, I'll tell you this, it was May 7th. I put in my group. This is what I love about my group. Any group. I use it for market research so that my people are in there. They want me to succeed. They're happy to be in my group. They love how I handle it. I do lives. I do this. I do that. But I went into my free group and I said, look, um, I want a membership site, but I just don't know what to put in it. Here are my thoughts, what I'd cover. Here's some deliverables I'm thinking of. Here are some price points. What do you think? Immediately, people told me what they wanted, which was not what I was thinking, but what they wanted would save me a bunch of time. I didn't have to start creating something and then sell it, see if it sells, whatever. They told me what they wanted. So that was May 7th. Took a few days, started planning things out. I had a week where I had to work on another project. I came back to it. So May 7th, May 19th, I said in my my group, I'm ready to reveal my membership site. I'm just driving, I'm driving, I'm in the car right now. I wasn't driving, I was the passenger. I'll probably be home in like half an hour. I'll go live and I'll go over it. Like really basic. Now out of 280 people, by the time I closed registration on my membership, I had 97 people in that. That's insane. That's insane numbers guys. Right. So like that is unheard of, Mm -hmm. but here's the thing. I had a community. They all knew me, Um, whether they knew me from just being in the group or they knew me previously or, or whatever. Um, but I had that level of trust and being relatable and I built that community and they wanted to take that next step. So 97 people came on. Now that was an $11,000 launch just that month by doing that. And what did I do? So I used the group for market research. What is it that you want? How can I serve you? I used the group to launch it. 
Um, and I had like, you know, I did a couple things. I did like two or three Facebook lives. I listened to them. They're like, can you do this as a bonus? Can you do that? Yeah, sure. I could do that as a bonus. Awesome. Great idea. Didn't even think about it. Boom. I had two bonuses, a membership site, 97 people, recurring revenue all of a sudden. But you could do that with a small group. I know someone else also had about 300 people opened up her membership, 67 people joined. So you don't need a group of 10,000 people. You don't need to spend three hours a day in your Facebook group. I don't. I have four, maybe five Facebook groups. I do not spend that much time in my Facebook groups. I don't. And you don't need to. You just need to be really efficient and you just need to, you know, know what you're doing when you're in there so that you are efficient and you're using your time. But you know what's most important? That you love your people. And like Marilyn said, you protect them. Um, there was a lot of groups last year where people did not feel protected. There's communities that the, the leaders did not protect their people. And it's heartbreaking. And um, I learned through working with Marilyn how much I'm really an empath. <laughs> I had no idea before. <laughs> but wow, and I, when I saw people really feel excluded and um, unprotected and unwanted, and abandoned in groups, it was hard to watch. It was really hard to watch. So, um, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, and it doesn't surprise me that you realize that you're empathic. So that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, you know, there's many opportunities here. It's like networking. There's so many things. And if you think about people, when you're in, you're, many people are watching this or are going to be watching this, they're in a lot of Facebook groups. Think about the ones that who cares if there's 50,000 people in there? What is, what is the leader doing? What are they teaching you? Or are they just using it as this holding pot to just launch to you? And Sandra doesn't do that. So I'd like to take it back a bit, Sandra, because I have a community that may be like, oh, maybe a Facebook group would be good for me. I'm not sure. What are some things people should consider before they even start a Facebook group? Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad we're asking this question because a lot of people will go in and they'll just go into Facebook and start creating their group. And then they get, they get like to a point where they're just creating it to create it, not with a purpose. I've done that. And then you feel really bad because you don't even want to be there and you're not showing up and then you're closing it and then you're opening another one. And it's really good to have a plan. So please talk about this. So let's talk about the plan. So um, what purpose this is probably the easiest. Like what purpose is it going to solve for you? Like what's it going to do for you? Um, is it because you just need your own community right now? You don't know what kind of business you're going to create, but you just want to create your community? Perfect. That could be your purpose. Is your purpose that you know you want to have a business, you have an idea, you want to see what other people have to say about it, or you don't know what your business is going to be, but you want to do some market research in it? Or do you have a business but now you want to build a community. Now, community-driven businesses have higher retention, but, uh, high lifetime value LTV, which means like one client coming to work with you, the value over a lifetime, like what they'll spend with you is higher than if they weren't in a community. Um, the, um, they cheer you on. They have shared values. Mm -hmm. They protect you. You protect them. I mean, there's so many benefits for a community-driven business. So when you think about your purpose and you could like, it could be like, hey, I want to make five figures. I also want to, you know, create a membership and make 11,000 like Sandra. Fine. That's your purpose. Perfect. Write that down. Now, who next, who's the group for? Okay. So 
be specific. This is not like, this is for women over the age of 30 who are married. These, this is for women over the age of 30 who, uh, you know, do yoga. Like, I want you to be really specific who they are and where are they? So if your business, if you're going to have a business, let's just say you're going to have like a wellness business, right? Do you want someone who doesn't take care of themselves at all? Like their wellness is not even like a word in their vocabulary. Or do you want someone on the next step where like, they know they need to feel better. They know they need to work on their health, their water intake, their exercise, their mindfulness to, you know, what, which of these two people do you want in your group? Because when you start to think about that person that needs to be in your group, you're going to start picturing that person as you're building your group. Mm, great idea. Right. And, and it, um, the next thing is you so you've got your purpose, you've got who it's for. And um, I want you to think about like, what are the terms that they use? So, and I want you to think about what terms they use because we're gonna use this to name your group. So um, if you're gonna have a, like a business on wellness, you know, I'm, I'm not in the wellness field, but I'm sure in the wellness field, there are some like really high tech jargon words that they use, right? I don't want you to use those. Mm. Meet your people where they are. So if wellness for them is just like peace of mind or tranquility or harmony or so, like a word or a couple of words, think about that and brainstorm them. And then you go to Facebook, you go to Facebook, do the search. And when you do a search on the left-hand side, it'll show you like posts, groups, whatever, click on groups. And I want you to search other groups that have those words in it and just see how they're doing. <laughs> I didn't even know this. I'm making notes. Go oh, ahead. Oh, I've got another tip even better than that one on, on a search, but just search it out. Now, when you're creating your Facebook group name, the first two words are actually really important to be like SEO, search engine optimization. I would just want them and what that means in plain English is like, if I go to Facebook and I search for like women in wellness, that um, I want your group to show up. But if you name your group, you know, um, flowers, rainbows, unicorns, and women wellness, that's not going to show up when I search women wellness because it's so far down the line. Nice. So think about it for the beginning stages, but also search who your competition is. And if there's already groups, name that kind of want to stay away from if the group there's already a group name that or you can add like with so like there was someone who had a group called groups for entrepreneurs so what did I do with Sandra DeFreitas on the end like, <laughs> that's my name I'm putting with Sandra DeFreitas on the end but I also did that strategically because if I did a talk somewhere and someone just searched Sandra DeFreitas and bless you if you'll know how to spell my last name not many people <laughs> get it right the first time but that my group would show up, that my free group would show up. So when I was working on that other team, um, our free membership, our free group didn't have that person's name in it, but we had his name in the course group. So when he did talks, like I remember he went to do a talk in Hungary, all of a sudden we had all these requests to join the paid group and there were people just searching his name on Facebook, mm. found that group. And I'm like, hmm, I got to remember this. So you can always put your name on the end of it as well. Okay, so we got the purpose, who it's for, 
So wait, let's ask about the name thing a yeah. second real quick. So yeah. if I have a, a group right now because we're doing a celebratory week. Uh, by the way, guys, if you want to join, go to joinsoul.com. Anyway, um, Soulful Celebrations. Should I say Soulful Celebrations with Marilyn Aloria? Mm. Celebrations, they're probably not looking up, but Soulful, they're probably looking up. Okay. Yeah, I know. I realize now after you're talking that the name, I never even thought like how important the name is. So it's so great. Finish what you were saying, because this is really powerful. And what I want people to understand is you're doing this without Facebook ads. You're doing, you're able to build organic traffic, people that are going to get warm to you. So they're going, it's a great opportunity for people to get to know you, get to know your work, get warm to you, and then they purchase your product. So so continue with your tips. Okay, so the other tip I was going to say with the search. So if you search on Facebook and that little sidebar shows up, I want you to search like words that they would use as the problem. So, you know, mm-hmm. lack of sleep, let's say, as part of our wellness, you know, work that we're going to do. So I would search lack of sleep on Facebook and then you click posts. What's going to show up is posts that are either public from a page or from groups that you belong to. So what I do is I type in Facebook groups, posts, and then any group that I'm in that someone asks a question about Facebook groups, I go in and I answer the question. So I don't have to go into every group or hopefully stumble upon them. I do this search, go in, answer the question. Now, most groups don't let you like put your link in or, you know, reach out to people. And I fully understand. I don't want to be a spammer but I do want to be helpful. But what I've learned, and this was by accident, like I have set up my profile so that people know where to find me. And what I learned was that when I was helpful in other people's groups, the people that clicked on my profile to see who, who is this woman? And then they found my other links to my other thing. And my main link is to my group. So they come and join, see me from my group. And then, so every day organically, you know, I guess it depends on what day of the week it is, but like Monday to Friday, I can get anywhere between five and 25 people asking to join my group because of, you know, I was tagged in another group or I answered a question in a group and then they found me through my profile. Um, and organically, I'm just growing the group. Yeah. And people that are interested in raising their hand saying, I want to know more, you know, it's not like you're going out. They're like, wow, they're seeking you out. Yeah. That's- really incredible five to 25 people through that kind of uh that kind of way is amazing and wow so go ahead uh did you want to say something else actually i just had this over the weekend um so people were like oh your name was mentioned in this group this group and now it's a paid group and i'm not in that group but then someone finally mentioned a name and i'm like i know she's in that group so i messaged her privately so i just want to thank you for mentioning me in the group in that group i'm not in it but thank you so much for mentioning me by the way you know um i like just you know i appreciate it a lot of people are coming in from that group and then i have an affiliate program so i took it a step further i'm like do you want to be an affiliate of mine which is like yes absolutely so not only did i acknowledge her but i'm like hey i'm willing to pay you for these people if you're already talking about me for free imagine what you would do if there was an incentive inside of it Um, so I do that search on Facebook every once in a while, I'll go and answer questions. I get tagged almost daily in different groups that I'm in just to help people answer their questions. Yeah. 
And so that's the kind of thing that you want. And the more groups you're in, the more Facebook will start to suggest your group because when there's pockets of people that overlap in different groups, Facebook will start to suggest those. The one group that like person A is not in, they're not in B, but there's overlap of people in both groups. They'll start to suggest it. So be in a number of groups. Don't just be in like your own groups. Socialize. This is amazing. She's, you can see how much um, she's got experience. So what I want to ask you now, Sandra, I want to talk about monetizing it. But before we do that, for people who are listening to you and they may not really be well-versed in affiliates or SEO right now, um, is your work in engaged groups, do you help like the newbie entrepreneur? Because I would think that Facebook groups is a great place for a new entrepreneur to start out because they're not, they're able to track, um, test out a product and test out an audience, like you said, without spending money on ads. But then what if they don't understand some of the lingo that you're saying? Yeah. Um, I definitely help a lot of entrepreneurs, no matter what stage. In fact, some of the beginner, uh, not beginner, beginner entrepreneurs to like beginner Facebook group owners will come to me. Um, And I've got a number of programs. Um, I do have a free mini course. It's called Facebook Groups 101. And I do go through some of the lingo in there and I help you like show you how to set it up. So you're not like feeling like you're on your own. Um, yeah. Go to engagedgroups.com. Her website's gorgeous, by the way. And it's a great way as well as what's your free Facebook group called so that they can find you. Yeah. Um, so it's groups for entrepreneurs with Sandra (laughs) DeFreitas. Great. So I'm just going to share the screen real quick. And then I want Sandra to finish this question and we want to talk about monetizing. But this is her website. So you can go here to our free group. You can go here and learn about training, work with Sandra, contact us. It's a gorgeous website and very well laid out so that we're having no group. Yes, I'm on the free mini course. Yes, I need to grow. This is a really good sign of a great entrepreneur, somebody who really knows how to run business that you're landing on her website and she's taking you on a journey. She's taking the guesswork out for you. She's like, where are you? What do you need? Here you go. So this is you coming into my house and me showing you where the drinks are and where to put your coats. And like, it is a virtual tour. Like where, where do you need to go next? Here you go. And my whole point of showing that to all of you is that's who you want to learn from. Somebody who's not a mess, who's got it figured out, but can converse with you at whatever level you're at and teach you. So finish the question. I'm sorry. I think it was about, um, it's about the person who's a newbie, how you can support and help them too. Because some people may be like, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm not far enough, but yet they're the people that should probably be in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, in my uh, signature course, Engage in Profitable Groups, I a lot of the people that come in have smaller groups and we grow them uh, like crazy. And there's like my entire brain of Facebook groups is in there. And I will never forget, Andrea joined us last year. She had just opened her group. She had about 300 people in it. She wanted to grow because, well, every year she did an in-person retreat, but we all know what happened last year. She, well, we didn't know what was going to happen. She just wanted to grow her group to, to like, you know, bring more people to her her in-person retreat. Uh, But when um, it became virtual, you know, there was even more reason to grow the group. Um, She did what we call a member drive where she had people in her group invite others and they could win a prize. So she actually grew the group. She ran it over Mother's Day. She grew the group over 700 people in like a week and a half. Wow. A thousand people by the time we ended the program. Um, Yeah. So that, that was her. And I'll tell you this, like there's a stat that Facebook groups last spring 
between February and May grew 3.3 times the size. Like the amount of people in different groups grew up. No, not the amount of people, the amount of um, members per group kind of went up 3.3 times. Well, the biggest thing about that is in COVID, we were all separated, but yet I never, I met, actually I did meet Sandra finally at the in-person event, but we already grew such a great relationship. And what I want to say is when you're in a group like this, you're going to create partnerships with people and networking opportunities that really transcend people in your physical location. You get to meet with people that you can have something in common with that are supporting you. And when you're led by someone like Sandra, who's going to make sure it's a safe atmosphere too, the fun competition, everybody's laughing, everybody's supporting each other. You grow together. Yeah. So what are, I, I do want to get to the monetizing question, but I want to get to, because I know my audience, what are some mistakes you've seen people make with groups that could really cause them some horror or some sad? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, right off the top of my head is when there's something going on in your group that's wrong, like someone's violated a rule. So they violate a rule and it's almost like a three strikes, but like also a zero tolerance, right? So yeah. You know, they, they, maybe they put in a link when they were not supposed to in a comment. That's fine. That's a strike. And I was just like, Hey, please, you know, this is rule number three, please don't remove, don't do it. Please remove your link. But if someone, you know, you know, bash someone or was like, I hate, I don't want to say hate crime, hate verbiage in their messages, you know, boom, like I will block them. I will delete them. I will block them. The reason why I block them is because I don't want them coming back into my group again. I don't want them finding my group and joining a month later and hoping that no one remembers what they did. But I also don't want them to like report my group to Facebook, which I don't see happen often at all, but I just want to be protected. So I will block them. Then what I'll do, and this happened a lot in that program that we were that you know that you ran like people would like share links and it was like that was against the rules so I would like delete the post and then I'd go back into the group and so depending on the severity of it like they shared links like it's not that serious I would go back into the group and I'd be like don't make me be Mrs. Night Mrs. Bad Guy everybody like links are not allowed rule number three blah 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 please don't do them I don't want to have to remove the post for you right and then you'd get like the person who did it like, oh, sorry, I think that was me. I'm so sorry. I'm so, sorry. <laughs> so that was fine. But if it was something more serious, um, I would get whoever's leading the group. So, um, and, or whether it was me or whoever was leading the group to actually go and do a face- quick Facebook Live. And I say quick, not because of the severity, not because of the severity, but because I want it to be short so enough people, so a lot of people will watch it, right? right. If it's a 30 minute video, no one's going to watch it. But to go in and say like, we had a, a situation happen. Um, this was the rule that was violated. Just want you to know we blocked that person. Your security and safety in this group mean the world to us. And we are taking care of you. And we removed and blocked this person from the group. We won't let it happen again. And if anyone sees this happen in a group, please report it to our team so we can take care of it right away. Boom. That tells people, do not do that yourself. We will not tolerate it. And then it tells everyone else, like, we are going to take care of you. We're going to make sure that you feel protected in the group. So that's a number one. That's probably the worst thing you could do in a group is not take care of your people. It's your community. Um, but other mistakes I've seen is like people get like gung ho about their group and they're posting and then they like stop posting. 
Mm. I, mean, I just went through all my groups today and it was like, no one's posted in this group for like 13 months. No one's posted in this group in 12 weeks. It's like, why did you abandon your group? Now, um, people will abandon their group and then they'll come back and they'll like revive it and there's nothing wrong with that, but don't let it like go out completely. Um, and other mistakes that I've seen people do is they give too much in their group. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was actually, I think we're in the same group. So in this other group, someone's like, I'm going live every week in my group. I'm finding out what they want. I'm giving them so much content. So when I launch my like membership course, whatever, I, uh, you know, I know that I'm going to get a lot of people to sign up. And I said, well, listen, like, I'm sure what you're doing is great. But in my experience, when someone goes live every single week in their group, people expect it, people take advantage of it, and you've already given them so much content, they're not going to buy from you. They have no reason to buy from you. In fact, you've trained them to expect free things all the time. And she came back at me and she said, well, this person does it and they've made multi-million dollars, so it'll, it'll work for me too. And I'm like, you cannot compare someone's you know, chapter 10 to your chapter one. And that person, I know their ad budget is worth more than my house and your house combined. You cannot compare. But that going, being too much available in your free group can hurt you. Am I available in my group a lot? I am really available during my launch periods twice twice a year. I do challenges. I do Facebook Lives. I'm fully in it. I'll be in throughout that as well. But I am not in there every single week because what's going to happen you're going to need a vacation at some point where are you going to be you're going to run a paid program and your paid members want to feel like they have more access to you that they have they've paid for your time and your services why are you going in your free group and giving so much way to um it kind of reminds me of like there was a kid at school that would always lend his toys to everyone at school like lend bring them from home and lend them to people he had no friends during the day. It was really sad. And people were just taking advantage of him lending out his toys. But, you know, you don't have, I, I just don't want that for anyone. So you can go live in your group once a month, be active, you know, put some posts in, start some conversations, but don't give away everything. It's, it's such a balance. And this is why I really believe what, what Sandra's doing, because I've had this experience. And then I remember when I did this. And then when I went to sell, um, they was like crickets, complete crickets. And then I, I asked them, I like, I'm very direct. I'm like, what's going on guys. You were all really active during the free portion. What's going on now. And one woman had the balls to come back and say, well, you started selling and I didn't want to, you know, it was just too, I, I blocked her. I was done with her. I don't mind. And Sandra doesn't either. We don't mind giving free stuff and we want you to test our stuff out. We want you to get to know us. And some people can, not everybody can afford stuff things. Right. But there has to be a line and you have to know your own worth. But there's something, so I I agree a lot with what Sandra says and knowing that balance is super important because I've been on the side of it where I felt used. Mm -hmm. I felt kicked around, you know, the tire kickers. Now I like the balance. But the thing I want to say about Sandra's group that I think is super important, when you're running a Facebook group, I had somebody where I had to throw out of my paid group. When you're going through an experience like that, it's an emotional experience. And you want to be in a nurtured type of mastermind group like Sandra's to go into there, you know, this is her paid program, her membership and say, this is happening to me and get the right feedback of what to do. Cause you don't want it exploding in your face. You want to handle it in a very good way. 
So everything you're talking about, I love, and I just love the fact you offer up this kind of community. When are you opening, when are you doing a membership launch again? Actually, my membership is open all the time now. It's evergreen. Oh, good. What's your membership site? Is it, I'm sure it's on, uh, it's on there, right? yeah, if you, uh, go under the section where it says need engagement. Um, it's under there, or you can go to engagegroups.com slash membership. Okay. Do that guys. Check her out because I just think she's so good. Let's talk about, I only interview people that, and I'm going to look it up again so I can show everybody. I only invite people on who have no ego, who really know what they're talking about and can really accelerate your career. And we're going to have to come to an end on the business page. We're going to take questions in the membership group in a minute. So Sandra, how do people monetize groups? I know you tested on it, but talk a little bit about like how it could be so good for you. And, And what I like personally, let me know if you get this with people. I'm sorry, I don't usually talk this much with an expert, but I'm excited about you is being able to get to know your students in the free group and test, like just caring about them. And then when they go into the paid program, you're like, oh my goodness, we already have this rapport. It's like so much fun. Go ahead. Yeah. um, Well, actually just that happened uh, about a month ago, I was launching my course. And so I was doing a challenge in my free group. So the way that I run challenges is that I get like a little task to do every single day. It doesn't take more than 15 minutes. And then I teach Now, when I teach, I teach it live. And that really is when the community kind of comes together. And I started recognizing names over and over again as I would do these Facebook Lives. And when they joined the program, I was like, I'm so excited I get to work with this person. Now I really, I feel like I know that person already. It felt good to me to do that. So um, in terms of Facebook groups and monetizing, to give you some examples. So I gave you the example of how I launched my membership. I then uh, launched two other programs in almost the same way. Like, hey, I'm thinking of doing this. Here's what I'm thinking of offering. Here's the price point. If you're interested, message me or comment below. And, you know, both both launches were great. I've also, um, Black Friday put together like a bundle that I had. So like little products that I created, put it all together in a bundle and sold it. And I sold 54 of those, no ads, couple of emails, some, maybe I did a Facebook Live. I don't even think I did a Facebook Live um, and posts. But like there was my holiday money and some just by doing that. So there are so many ways to monetize. And there are a lot of people who, you know, whatever it is you have to offer, you could do a Facebook Live and at the end of the Facebook Live say, hey, I've got this opportunity for you. You want to come coach with me for a day, an hour, whatever. It could be a small thing, could be a bigger thing. Um, But at the end of that, just mention what that is. And as long as the topic you covered in the Facebook Live is similar to what you're selling, you're likely going to sell a lot of it. Yeah. That's great. I love that. And I, I just, it's just a great way, you know, think about it. You see things online and you see the advertising, you're like, oh, that's a great course. I want to buy that course for $37, whatever it is, but you don't even get, get in touch with the person. Like you're just buying a digital product and this allows you to be accountable, which is mm-hmm. so good. So here's her site again, with my messy little thing. It's called engagegroups.com. I'll come back to the Facebook business page members. She did a class for us. I believe it's coming out next month in June. So she's doing um, a class for everybody, a membership for your soul. So you're going to get a better taste of this. And then if you want to work with Sandra, of course, we share all that information and membership as well. Is there anything that you would like that I didn't touch on? Um, Anything that you want to share? 
If you haven't started a Facebook group, go for it now. Facebook is really promoting groups and they have been since a lot since 2019. Um, and the thing about community is people want it more and more now. You know, whether you're in a place where they're locked down like I am or you've opened up, people still want that like community uh, where they get to feel like they're with their people, that people that understand them and, and they're, you know, what the shared topic is, right? Like I can't go to my family dinner party and talk about business funnels or, you know, being uh, an empath, people would look at me crazy. But if I had a community where I could talk about it, I know they're not going to look at me crazy. They're going to be like, oh, I totally get you. Come on in, you know, that sort of thing. I, I have to say that I've been using them to launch membership, launch uh, SoulFinder Academy, and we really, really enjoy them. I don't do free Facebook groups anymore, but I use Facebook groups for my paid experiences like mm -hmm. everybody coming into the soulful celebration or the SAS experience and it's such a great way for people to come together and get an experience of what your product is like community even wise because we're community-based products so I really agree yeah. with what you're saying and then it helps people to get to know you on such a great level so check out Sandra at engagedgroups.com <laughs> and you're really getting an expert not only in Facebook groups you're getting an expert in business online business marketing growing and authenticity, growing an organic, authentic business. Thank you so much, Sandra. Stay on. Right. Do, you, do you have anything else you want to know? Is they any place you want to drive people? No, the free Facebook group and the anywhere on my site, I'm happy. What's your free Facebook group name again? Just say it one more time. Oh, yeah. Groups for entrepreneurs. Uh, sorry, groups for entrepreneurs with Sandra DeFreitas. <laughs> groups for entrepreneurs with Sandra DeFreitas. Yeah. Yes. So thank you so much. Is there anything you want to say to end? I mean, no, I mean, I'm, uh, this is fun and come and join me in my free group. Um, I'm going to be doing some training there uh, in June. So you'll want to come and join my free group to uh, come and join that piece. And if you need help with building your Facebook group, we've got the Facebook group one-on-one -on -one mini course. It's absolutely free. Um, and it's bite-sized little, little lessons for you to get through and build your group. And if you've already built your group, you could still use it to kind of like switch things up if you need to. Yeah. And re-engage the energy, which is so important because the energy can get like stuck and stuff. All right. I love you. Thank you. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye.